My name is Cecilia Teo. I'm the Communications Coordinator at Maxim Institute, and this is our weekly short-form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in-depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today, we talked to Maxim's Communications Manager, Jason Heal, about his recent column. Celia, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure, never a chore, as someone I <laughs> know once How does it feel said. to be on the other side? Yeah, it's always <laughs> nerve-wracking when I get over here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just as nervous. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Okay, so we're here to talk about your column, Asking the Right Questions of Our Leaders. Great mm. title. Oh, thank you. Now, yeah. you said elections are popularity contests. Why do you reckon that is? Because I think that is how we see elections here in New Zealand often. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of opinion polls, you know, mm. who, which party's up, which party's down, which leader do we prefer as mm. prime minister. I mean, that in itself is kind of a popularity contest. We just mm. go, who, uh, especially in election year, you get like who can win the most votes with the lolly scramble <laughs> budget or who's going to promise tax cuts or who's going to fix this and who's going to make it better for me. And so I think we go who can spend the most money, who's going to give me what I want, they're going to be popular, um, or everyone else is voting for this person, or this person likes sausage rolls, so, you know, I'm going to vote for them because who, who can be bad if they don't, you know, if they like sausage rolls? Um, or, but then the problem is with popularity contests, we end up kind of, I would say, reverting to shallow like evaluations of politicians yeah. so we go oh they are a, a white middle-aged man or they are a young woke woman mm, or whatever so they're not going to get my yeah, vote so yeah. They're not, yeah so automatically they're discounted mm. because they have these attributes or they don't have these attributes mm. regardless of the policy yeah. that they may want to implement and we end up shutting down conversation and yeah. we just go look I'm just going to vote in the polling booth on the day Maybe I'll, you know, close my eyes and mm. whoever my finger lands on mm. is going to be the person that gets my vote. Mm, yeah. yeah, so you reckon we just scratch the surface without actually diving deeper? I think we do. I think that's the problem. And part of it is that we feel divided here in New Zealand as well. And so there's already that sense that we can't talk about certain things. Mm. And so we're less inclined to talk about them with people that we disagree with. Mm. And then when we do, emotions run high and yeah. we shout across each other and we're not actually talking. Mm. So there's this it, kind of a self-repeating cycle that we get into. Right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. maybe we need to learn how to have those conversations better. Yeah, I think we need to dig into, uh, you know, Jeff was talking this morning, our great colleague Jeff, he was saying how we need to dig down below the surface yes. of issues. And I think yes. that, you know, he was talking about ram raids and youth crime and education and truancy and stuff like that. Mm. And, yeah, those are all problems, but what's the issue below them yeah. and how can we solve that? And I think we don't do that. We just go, oh, ram raids, we need this fix. No, we need this fix. Mm. Or education, no, we need this or we need this. Mm. But it's it's looking at the issues deeper than that. And I think our current climate doesn't actually, is not conducive to those discussions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great point, great point. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I love in your article where you said our MPs and Prime Minister's character shapes our country's ethical climate. Can you elaborate a bit further? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so I think a country reflects its leaders. Well, I think of any organisation reflects mm. the character of its leaders because mm. the leaders give permission uh, for things to happen or not to happen. Right. I mean, you think about any workplace or business or community organisation, the person at the top sets the tone for the organisation. So in, in our country, for example, if it's okay for MPs to skirt the system or to maybe not disclose everything that they're doing or to maybe get around some of the laws, mm. then it gives permission for other people to. Or right. or at the least, it erodes trust in those, yep. those um, guardrails. Yep. So, for example, going to a select committee uh, for a bill and having all of these submissions and feedback against the bill or wanting to change things, but then just going, well, no, we just did this to go through the motions and we're not going to change anything mm. because we have the numbers just to ram it through anyway. Mm. That erodes trust in uh, in our democracy and it erodes trust in the government and the process and it it lacks transparency and accountability. Okay. And, right. and so, so I think that's the way in which the the leaders set the tone so mm. if it's okay for um these people to to skirt the rules then why do we even have the rules and why should i bother caring exactly. about these people yeah. so so i think that's a big a big thing as well right mm. right now how do you think we as citizens um what we could do or what kind of questions we should ask going into the elections this year yeah so i think the questions that we should ask are who not not who's most popular? Who do I like? Who's mm. the best dresser? Who eats the best food? Who dines at you know McDonald's or whatever? Who's the most relatable? Mm. But who has the best policies? Mm. Uh, you know, let's look into what are the policies. I mean, how many yeah. of us actually read when when National or ACT or right. Labor or the Greens or Te Party Māori or New Zealand First when they release a policy? How many of us actually go through it and go, wow, this is a really good policy. I might vote for them based on this. No, we just go, uh, nah, he, he yells too much yeah. or or she, I don't like the cut of her jib, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so so we just, we, we vote in that way. But I think if we dug into the policy and said, well, do I actually agree with this? Or do I just vote for them because I've always voted for them? Mm. And then do we demand accountability from our leaders as well? Right. Do we say, look, if you are not going to play by the rules, we will vote you out. Mm. Um, that will build trust. Mm. And so I think we need to use the constitutional levers that we have as citizens in participating in our democracy to hold our uh, leaders to account and to go a bit deeper and encourage deeper conversation. Mm, that was great advice. Thank you so much, Jason, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And now, let's hear from Jason as he reads his column. Recent news articles would have you believe that elections are popularity contests. Who's the preferred Prime Minister? One is up and the other's down. One likes sausage rolls and the other seems a bit out of step with most New Zealanders. Given this narrative, it is easy to fall into the trap of favouring candidates based on likability or personal rapport. Leadership is, however, much more than that. It is, as Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery said, 
the ability to rally men and women to a common purpose and the character which inspires confidence. When we vote in the next election, we must ask ourselves, are we choosing the person or party we like the most or who will truly excel at the job? Today, more than ever, our society is deeply divided. Meaningful discussions on critical issues seem elusive as we count the sins of our candidates for being white, male, Christian or young and woke. We are rooting for our team on these reductive assessments alone. In reality, competence is a crucial attribute that every leader must possess. Does what they do actually work? Do they make U-turns? Are they consistent? A competent leader demonstrates an ability to gather information, analyse multiple perspectives and weigh the consequences of their choices, both in the short and long term. This competency in decision-making fosters stability, ensures effective policy implementation and safeguards the nation's and its citizens' interests. Equally vital is character. Our MPs and Prime Minister's characters shapes our country's ethical climate. When leaders exemplify integrity, transparency and accountability, they cultivate a society where fairness and the rule of law are upheld. Such moral leadership nurtures harmony, justice and a sense of civic responsibility. And we play a role too. It is incumbent upon us as citizens to critically evaluate our leaders and hold them to account based on their competence and character. As we participate in the democratic process, we bear the responsibility of shaping the destiny of our nation and its people. This is important and it's easy to forget. Choosing competence and character ensures that our elected leaders possess the necessary skills to govern effectively, make sound decisions and tackle the complexities of our times. So, as we approach this election, let's set aside partisan biases and superficial popularity and demand leaders who are capable, knowledgeable and ethically grounded. Doing so will pave the way for a brighter future. Leading in the military is considered to be at the coalface of leadership. So let's finish with a quote from another general. Norman Schwarzkopf once said, Leadership is a potent combination of strategy and character. As we vote in this election, let's value leaders who will inspire trust, fairness and justice, not simply mere popularity. podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Matewa, goodbye for now. <laughs>